Good evening on this spooky October Stop 1st. Stop it! Oh, you just ruined my fucking introduction. <laughs> I, I had to I had to bring up the spooky because because now we're in the spooky month. Um, just just for okay. that, I was gonna go easy on you on our um. Our Halloween Havoc watch-alongs, but no, we're well, gonna dive. Said I was gonna get tortured during that, so I mean, how is this gonna be different? <laughs> we're gonna. I think um, the episode we're gonna be recording. I think we're gonna dive into. I'm I'm choosing between Ultimate Warriors WCW debut or um, the '95 edition with Hogan and the debuting Big Show slash Giant having a monster truck battle. Hogan pitching on um, Giant off a roof, and then Giant coming back. I've to... seen that though. No, oh, well, you're gonna watch it live. But I've already seen it. Yeah, well, watch a shit show unfold because it's spooky. Oh, I'm so afraid. I mean, it's it's you're gonna yeah you're gonna be like uh and then oh I can't. I can't wait to watch Chamber of Horrors. That's going to be... <laughs> it's it's like, going to be me probably what the fuck repeatedly for like an hour. I mean, also, but once you see who's actually in it, like some of the young guys in there, like a young Scott Hall, the Steiner brothers... Um, before that, they ha- learned how to do math? Well, that before Steiner... Before Scott figured out how to do math and steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> not allegedly. You'd have to be blind to not know it. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. I want to continue. Great I wanna math. Con- be fine. I want to be I want to be able to eat my hot sauce and popcorn in peace. <laughs> <laughs> so um you know, I know we got to touch upon it, be- but it because it's a sensitive issue. But um, we're not going to devote a whole bunch of time to it because um, well, because yeah, he's a piece of shit. So um, yeah, Joey Ryan started being into a piece the of garbage shit this week. Into the garbage shoot, fuck boy. And that's that's really all we got to say about that and his bullshit lawsuit. And yeah, you know, go 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 cry and find. God and oh no, you lost Twitter followers and YouTube followers and Instagram followers. Mm. Wow, that happens when some of them are probably bots that you paid for. But but what's funny is he was able to continue making money from the YouTube because one of the last tweets he made before I know I unfollowed him, and the last tweet he's made that hasn't been about baseball was that. The bar wrestling page since he reopened the page to have free matches, which sucks because there are some good matches he had, and I'm conflicted about watching because that's putting money in his pocket. So, fuck him. There, I believe, is a. I think it's on Chrome. I mean, let's be real; no one uses other internet browsers, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a extension you can download on chrome that like skips the ads so people don't get the revenue and i follow a bunch i follow a bunch of youtubers who've talked about this before and how it hurts their bottom line but i'd say in this case it's justified because sexual predators don't deserve money they deserve 
punches to the face. That's yeah. what they deserve. Feed him to the fucking wood chipper. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna move along to other breaking news this week. Um <coughs> hey Justine, Night of Champions. What what an interesting show that was. That actually there were some legitimately good matches on that and I was kind of surprised. And and now now everybody who listens, you can sit down for this because I'm about to say Roman Reigns had a great match and match of the night. That was absolutely the match of the night. I mean, it was brutal as all hell with him just beating the unholy crap out of his cousin. Um, Day I'm the chief. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I think the match I really liked because, I mean, yeah, it had Jeff Hardy's, you that- know, his, jump off the high thing and do the flip um which it's kind of it's <coughs> oh hot sauce oh oh, oh. Mm. hot sauce attack Ugh. kids that's Maybe. why you're gonna be that's why you gotta be careful and not now you know how hot sauce bottles uh, if i segue for a second Hot sauce bottles have the little little small pour tips. Yeah, don't take it off and pour a, a half a bottle of hot sauce. In your Re- remember, remember, John. At the end of the day, you are white. Hey, hey, hey! You're talking to the man who once ate thirty-five buffalo wings in five minutes. Buffalo wings aren't that bad. Oh, oh! Uh, th- th- listen, princess. If we're gonna talk about being <laughs> able to eat hot food. Don't don't step don't step to the mic, okay? I I own it. Yeah, I you own, own it. it. I can eat it, but like I literally poured like <laughs> the bottom half of the bag. This really sounds like a you problem. It's it's I have the bag of popcorn sitting in a in a Tupperware bowl because the the hot sauce is just bleeding <laughs> through. Um, oh no. Yeah, that's how much I put in. So the think hot about sauce it. betrayed you. Mm. But um, no, the, I really I liked I liked the Sammy and AJ segments. Um, that, I mean, AJ, that match was also they, they bookended it with two great matches. And absolutely. Like, other than Sammy using the handcuffs the way he oh, did, oh, well, God, it was like was, with mm, AJ. I'm like eh, with um, sorry, with Jeff. Like yeah. that's. Just, I'm thinking of like, oh, something. I've seen what happens when gauges get caught. That's nasty. Ew. But Ew. other than other than that, it was like the perp. Not I wouldn't call it chicken shit heel tactics, but it's heel tactics, and it worked. And I think honestly, Sammy, it was brilliant. Sammy's not a chicken shit heel. Sammy is just a full dickhead heel. I mean, using. It cuffing himself to AJ and then smart enough to uncuff cuff AJ to the ladder so he could that was he's the kind of heel Cameron Grimes wishes he could be <laughs> um, but Cameron Grimes is, as a chicken shit heel is funny though so yes he's, he, he's he a does funny, it he's well. a fun, there's a place for it he's a funny carny hick that's his gimmick and I and I but I do think Bronson Reed's gonna you know, squash him to death. <laughs> Obviously, but no, there was a bit on NXT last night where he's in backstage and Dexter Loomis just shows up and <laughs> Cameron looks like he shit his pants and it's so funny. Oh, Dexter Loomis, he's, who's not going to blow up both his ankles doing a flip again? <laughs> oh, look. 
Let's hope. Not. <laughs> I mean, because otherwise, cause honestly, what else I, will um, the what else will the young bucks have to make fun of in their weekly video series? Uh, I will say NXT. They've been in that weird state again, where it's like, okay, people moved up and. We didn't have much in line to replace them, except for the women's division. The women's division stayed pretty steady. Um, but, you know, now you've got someone returning the, the, the I don't know. Hey, a cyber, is, a cyber guy. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, people are saying it's Bo Dallas. Yeah, I was seeing that. And then some other people said, oh, it's going to be James Storm since he didn't get to debut after I think it was Mania originally. Yeah. Like, but he never held a title when he was in WWE. But still the fact that it's like, oh, the idea of a tag team called Beer Money, I just I'm on board. I've never seen a match, but I'm on oh, board. Oh, oh, they were I mean, Beer Beer him and Robert Rude were great in TNA, especially because, you know, Rude Rude came in as pretty much a tag team guy like with Chris Harris when they were the Wildcat. And then him and um, Storm teaming up, and their small, brief, like, who's going to win? They didn't have much of a feud for the world title, because there was a cool, um, like, James Storm won it out of completely nowhere after Rude had lost, and he got to be the champion, and it was... It was a it was a small eh, like thank you you know not even like didn't even feel like a transition right it was just like here you go thank you okay we got to go tape another episode drop the title again you know um, uh-huh. but but no I will say Beer Money was a great tag team in uh, and he I mean he still kept the gimmick especially like with with him and Ken Anderson and him and Eli in um, NWA which um, last night Corgan posted on Twitter that we will see power back in, in you know they they're working on um, you know having to deal with not having a crowd in place uh, in the studio so please please give us more NWA power yes please so I can see more of um, mama storms baby boy <laughs> whatever the hell it is Aaron Stevens doing. Eli Drake being a sneaky little shit. Uh, the mid, the mid, what is it? Is it the oh. Midnight Express? No, no, not the Midnight the Express. Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, the Rock and Roll. They Express. weren't creative with tag names back in the day, apparently. No, um, it was just the you know, it was the Blank Express. Um, but don't say that out loud because um, Jim Cornette will pop through your mirror and. Double cheeseburger, no onions. Fuck you, Midnight Express are the greatest fucking tag team ever, you motherfucker. Yeah, say Midnight Express three times in your mirror, and James and uh, Jim Cornette will appear and rant about his how they got his Wendy's order wrong, and, and, and then hit you with a the tennis the racket. Are killing, and how the young bucks are killing the business. Oh. I mean, I love Cornette's the, the the funny old guy that lives at the end of the street that goes on the rants and uh, yeah, like you tell <laughs> kids don't go like he's harmless, just stay off of his lawn and don't go near his house or tree. Yeah, yeah, because you see problems razors in your <laughs> Twizzler. No, no, no. He'll he'll probably no. He'll probably he'll hand out deep fried uh, deep fried Oreos. 
Except they're not Oreos. It's like squirrel in that neighborhood no. pet that went thing. No, Cornette would hand him out, but he'd be like, you watch that outlaw moon wrestling bullshit? Who are you? You look like the young bucks. Fuck you. You don't get any candy. I'll come shit on your fucking lawn. <laughs> Double cheeseburger. <laughs> Which, speaking of things Jim Cornette hates... I forget what I was searching on Twitter for whatever reason, but it was people talking about a clip from the latest Raw where they show Bianca Belair, like, running against people on a track. Yeah. Now, to preface this, Bianca Belair was an, all, was an all-American athlete at the University, I think, of Tennessee. Set some, like, school records, too, and she she specialized in hurdles. If you've never watched... Her um, people running over the hurdles at like the Olympics, that shit's hard. And Meltzer's on his podcast saying like, she can't run with that hair. That that's not right. How is she that fast? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Have you do you see what that woman looks like? She could outrun you any day of the week. Doesn't matter if she has hair or not. <laughs> Wow. Um, and I, like, wow. Jesus. Um, also, speaking of, to go back to, you know, and them not having a plan for what to do with NXT after call-ups, looks like um, Retribution members were around someone who tested positive for COVID, so they've got to isolate for two weeks. So, given that Vince McMahon's starting to have the attention span of a goldfish, they will probably be forgotten. No, they they, they had a they, um, they had a little video package on Raw. That's it. Because uh, I will say otherwise, they're at least um, Dio and Dajakovic. Their Twitter game is fantastic. It's not quite Twitter Randy Orton levels of good, but it amuses me whenever I see it. <laughs> like, basically after Jericho said, huh? Then um, Dijakovic retweets him with stuff about the Sturgis rally. That was a super spreader event. It was like, yo, man, this you? <laughs> and then about um, Bischoff, like, we also aspire to ruin the business. Yeah. But, but Bischoff Bish burn. Bischoff in his criticism on 83 Weeks was valid. You know, they, Bischoff said he goes, and I like how Bischoff's like, hey, he goes, your cup of coffee's still warm. Hold on to it. And, and I love how that's Bischoff's go-to analogy for everything. Cup, you know, the, he's been here for a cup of coffee. It's still warm. But... Yeah. You know, Bischoff was like, he goes, I think these guys are great. They have potential. He goes, but he goes, the angle they've been given is just, he goes, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah. Especially, like, yeah, especially with some of the call-ups, like, you know, Keith Lee got the call-up. You knew Mia Yim wasn't far behind. We've both been saying for like a half a year that Dajakovic should go up soon. Um, yeah, Dio I was surprised to see him because I thought he was just going to be on NXT for a bit and then probably get called up just because he's a tall dude who can go. Vince likes that. I mean, um, he's, a former, he's a former professional football player. 
And like, you know, Mercedes Martinez, I thought, you know, she just needs a maybe a little more work just on promos and such in NXT, and then, you know, she'll be good to go. They could use her. And uh, so Shane... Who's this? Shane Thorne's the other guy? Shane Thorne, yep. Formerly of the Mighty Don't Kneel. I mean, I'm sure he's ready. It does also make me think, given that the um, WWE draft is upcoming, do they... I'm betting they're not including Bless you. Thank you. I'm betting they don't include any NXT members. Um, no, no, they, did, la- they did last they time. Did. Yeah, oh, they did. which you want to legitimize them as a third, as like a legit third brand, makes complete sense. Um, the only draft pick as far as Raw or SmackDown that I think is a certainty is I'm thinking AJ's going back to Raw because Heyman's on SmackDown now, and we all know how that goes. Mm. I, mean, I mean, unless they just decide, you know, we're going to... I mean, sort your shit out and deal with it. I mean, now, but Heyman doesn't have any control. He doesn't have any major control now, so... I mean, AJ's got more say than he does. But, um, yeah, no, they announced another draft, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be a thing, and I don't know, it's just, in, in all honesty, I, I don't, Raw, Raw's just been, it's worse than dog shit, I mean, you've got this googly-eyed Romeo and Juliet happening between, um, Murphy and, uh, Seth's daughter, um, Seth's uh, daughter, um, Ray's daughter, which um, I know we were talking. We yeah. brought up the sh- it brought up the Shakespeare talk, and the only thing I could think of was um, you know, if you prick us, do we not get bummed? If you feed us bad guac, do <laughs> we not barf? And to which I said, yeah, you know, Romeo and Juliet's all well and good, but people like three people are dead by the end of that one <laughs> and two. If Romeo had waited, like, five more fucking minutes, the potion would have worn off. She would have woken up. They could have, you know, gone and lived their happy lives until they both died at, like, 35 because the life expectancy was, like, 40 40 years old max back then. Mm. Not to mention, I got married at, like, 13. Well, you know, Shakespeare, you know, he... He he was probably just like, oh, I'm gonna go smoke opium. So forget writing a plot. Opium was a co- opium was a little bit later. Uh, let me make fun. Or of you're thinking more ninth century. You're thinking more late 18th, early ni- late 18th, 19th century. Yeah, uh, but uh, listen, like just SmackDown at least has been a little more. I mean the the rain storyline with. Or they just and and they built up Jay in the matter of three weeks, and how he was like That's the annoying promo Jay. life. Oh yeah, I mean that that go home show last Friday, that promo he cut him and Roman was fucking great. That and it was a promo, like I said, Romans needed to come out and hit promos out of the park. And I mean he's got Heyman working with him legitimately backstage. So finally, um, but you know I think. With Jimmy being out for another till they said like January, February. I mean, hey, 
Uso can have a good run and and maybe, you know, maybe he can have a little singles run, throw him against, you know, AJ and Sammy. But um you know, I'll also be happy if I never have to see Riddle and Corbin again because they've taken any shine Riddle had and I got just every time I see him I'm like I don't care. Because yeah. you know what's going to be happening next, um, if they ever remember to do another King of the Ring, because um, it's been a year, so we don't have to call him King Corbin anymore. But please. But I have the feeling that we'll probably get Corbin and Riddle in some wacky tag team. <sighs> you, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Yeah doesn't mean i have to like it yeah um but overall you know what i thought the um i mean oh and also we lost the uh the women's title the women's tag title match because all four of the women involved had something um naya the naya naya disputed it thought it was but but (laughs) hey you know they all came into contact because they pulled on um, Nikki Cross from the women's title match against Bailey, and Asuka pulled double duty again. Um, always ha- oh, which 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 I will never have a problem with. No, but it just goes to show how missing Charlotte and Becky. Clearly, how few people they have who can actually go. And you mm. know, Asuka can fight forever. I'm completely okay with it. But it just goes to show how. The depth they have in in the NXT women's division is incredible. You could really throw any of them together except, like, Aaliyah or Vanessa Mm. Bourne. Fine. Mm. And Ron SmackDown, it's like, you know, credit to Bayley for doing what she's done, even though, because she's clearly carrying them and she's doing her best with Really, not many people besides Sasha who can hang with her. And yeah. then Asuka, Asuka is the Raw Women's Division. Yeah. Just, there's Bianca has not been built up to. Bianca, I think, could be a legitimate contender with her. They haven't taken the effort to build her up to that yet, though. So. See, they, I mean, have her, you know, keep having her plug away on main event, bring her in. But here's my problem is Bianca had the chance to shine earlier this year against Charlotte. And she completely whiffed. At least in my opinion. Because the match she had with Charlotte. It was just like. It was like this is your chance to show it. And it was just like. "Mm, Like too much too soon. Like you got thrown in. Like she got thrown in the deep end. And she didn't poke her head out in time. Um, You know hey maybe. Maybe a year will change that. That early. I think putting her against Charlotte was like. It was almost like she was guaranteed to fail. Like she's good, but yeah, that ba- you know, gotta back- work. You gotta work your way up to that. Mm. Um, and like I said, yeah, the, the the women's division. It's, I mean, you've got Natty and Ugh. Lana, and like I feel for Natty. Like I mean, Natty, Natty. You talk about like Meg always used to say like Natty. Natty ate shit and smiled and deserved way better than she has. Um, but, uh, like, they're trying to make Lana something. I'm betting 
I bet you once her contract is up, Lana's out. I, I guarantee that they're probably sitting there like, huh. But um, here's the thing. At least she hasn't botched as bad as her husband did at his debut on AEW. Good Christ, was that awful. Um, I, I am going to say the, the star of that match, though, was Sonny Kiss. And Sonny, Sonny's finally getting, like, the, the one critique I've had about Sonny was his selling wasn't, it, it just, he, he worked, he worked that, that PWG style, the on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. He didn't slow down, but I think having people around him, like Dustin being able to say like, Hey, and working with Jericho, um, he's, I think he, 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 it's, and he gets it now, because in that match, um, I mean, Joey Janela is never going to set the world on. This is what happens when you soak the popcorn in hot sauce, kids. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, uh, it's allergies. Oh God, my nose. Poor, um. <laughs> poor thing. Shut up. I'm not being mean. That was sincere. Oh, um, that was sincere. But no, um, before the sneeze saga, uh, the allergies are real, folk. But no, Sonny, Sonny was great in that match. And they said that, you know, Rusev twisted it. He did something to his ankle. And that explained a lot of like, I mean, he was throwing people, but they were almost landing on their damn heads. So... You know, someone should have called an audible. And, but he did. And they, um, the follow-up with it was, okay, he's the best man, da-da-da-da-da. But I get maybe he wants to have a little lighthearted fun, which is cool, but it's like... Oh, did wanted... you know what they initially wanted the storyline with him and Lana getting divorced to be? What was that? that it was initially instead of him being like a sex addict they wanted him to have erectile dysfunction and it was like Vince this will kill me dead I can't you can't do this up with something else what are you what are you trying to tell us Vince huh I mean Vince it's natural for someone your age don't be (laughs) hey steroids have that effect um, this is this is true. This is true, kids. But yeah, him. I don't know. It's it's. Hey, let him have his fun. But it's kind of like, uh, you didn't look good in your debut, and you're, you know, you're doing the comedy vignettes now. Um, with that douchebag, um, the Pac-Man player there. Uh, because uh... like, I thought I thought I thought there was like. I thought he was in jail or he had like some something against him, but um, I, if you've ever watched the King of Kong documentary, what a piece of shit! And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I have seen that. No, that guy's a dick. Like what he does, the it's like the 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 guy that's challenging him, you know, finally beats the record, and then. He's like, oh, well, I already beat it before him. And they're like, yeah, show us the video proof. And he goes, no, 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 no. I've got, I've got a picture of it. And they're like, we need video proof. And he's like, no, 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 no. 
Um, yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, hey, that douchebag's still alive. Uh, gets high off the smell of his own farts. <laughs> and Pac-Man. <laughs> wugga, 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 boo! I was, please don't sue me, Atari. I, I was gonna say, wait, Atari, if you sue me, what are you gonna do? Dump me in a landfill next to the old uh, E.T. games? They, but they found those already, so... There was, there's actually one of the cool things on um, Xbox Live Cheap Plug was they actually had that documentary on for free. I'd heard, I, was it good? I'd heard it was good. Oh yeah, no, they, they literally like they went to um they went to the landfill. They used like what they used for finding the dinosaurs, like the 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 radar and everything, and they scanned this whole landfill area. And lo and behold, like they sent, um, they drilled down like you do for a well, and the drill pulled up a manual for one of the games. So they were like, start digging, and then boom, they found them. And it was whew, like, if you ever, if you ever want to play a shitty game that's not WWE 2K20, go go pull up some playthroughs. I I almost want to see your boy on. Um, uh, up, up, down, down, do a playthrough of that. I He might have already. I'd have to look, but th- th- this is why I stick to Nintendo games. <laughs> you mean, you mean, you mean the same four games that they just keep rebooting? Zelda is a good franchise. Zelda needs to have motorcycles, post-apocalyptic motorcycles. No, they do have a motorcycle you can get as part of DLC in Breath of the Wild if you find all of the sh- if you beat all the shrines. Ooh, yeah, but it's not like like Link's gonna be like, "Hey, Pigman, I'm gonna roast you over a fire in the apocalypse," like you know. And also, they need to make Link be like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna fight for my freedom for once," because it's like this poor Zelda guy needs a break. Yeah. Well, I mean, Zelda got a voice actress in this last one. Link still doesn't talk, but at this point, I kind of don't want him to. Oh, you know, you know, they'll get, they'll get some, they'll get like, won't be Tom Holland. Oh, (laughs) I just bought the. um... Also, Nintendo fans, if you have a Nintendo Switch, the Super Mario 3D All Stars pack is currently released. It dropped on my birthday. And it's gonna be out until the end of March. That's that's what I was gonna ask you about real quick before we get before we get back on topic. But they're only releasing it for like a couple weeks and then that's back to the vaults for like a few months. And I mean, I thought it was weird. There'd been rumors it was happening for a couple months now. But well, and it's the outside of a. Uh, Mario Super Mario Galaxy, which I owned on the Wii, wasn't a huge fan. I mean, Super Mario sixty four was my yes. I had a Wii. <laughs> I mean, Mario sixty four was like one of my childhood favorite games, and Super Mario Sunshine is funny. And the Game Grumps playing it has one of the funniest rage quit moments I've ever seen in a video when Aaron plays the Pachinko hidden level. Which I'll have to send you later. It's truly a work of art. Now, there's one one question, one feat I have to ask. Can you get to Yoshi on the roof of Mario 64 
from the very first, from the start of the game. Have you, have you ever accomplished that task? I have not. The most I've done so far is just beat the first level when I download it to test out controls. And they're not great on the Switch Lite. It's like too, it's like it, it's too fast. What I, Nintendo having shitty controls? Surely you just... game came out in '97 or something. Yeah, but it was on it was on the it was on the N64, which I mean gave us such gems as GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, um, the Ocarina WWE of Time, that one with the masks, and um, you know WWE, the best wrestling game ever. Uh, I should say the t- tied for top, the two best wrestling games ever. WWF No Mercy and WCW NWO Revenge. Well, I mean, like, Ocarina of Time's my favorite video game ever. Um, the controls in that were fine, and granted, I played it. I played 64 more when I was a kid, and I still had issues sometimes with that. But no, I think it's the Joy Cons. Just oh, okay. all right, back back to wrestling. Wrestling. Back to wrestling. Um, yeah, you know, we, we were talking about um, Rusev and AEW and how, like I said, probably Lana, they're looking at her like, oh, uh, yeah, why did we offer her one of those, you know, those super deals? Um, uh, hey, you know, him and Lana outside, outside are, like, on his Twitch and stuff. They're adorable. Yeah, um, and he's just he's he's a dude that loves his wife, and they um you know like when he was on Ryback's podcast, he talked about it. He's like I he's like I feel you know he's like it upsets me all the hate she gets, and it's like yeah, like like maybe blame the company, maybe blame you know you guys going you know breaking kayfabe, kayfabe still alive, um, <laughs> debatable. Hey. Hey, Undertaker and Kane are brothers, okay? Kane was horribly disfigured when he and Undertaker were playing with matches and they burned down the funeral parlor, okay? Yep. That their parents owned. totally burned the fire, the Wyatt compound shut down. He did, he did. And then, you know, Edge and Christian were brothers. They were brothers. Uh, <laughs> um, K-Fib. I love I love the um the kayfabe cocktail on NWA Power. What did you want to know? Do you want do you want to know what's in the kayfabe cocktail? Sorry, that would be telling. <laughs> um, they and I will say um I know NWA they've been part they've been partnering with uh you uh with a. United Wrestling Federation it looks like for their you know for their batch of pay-per-view shows and they've had the first you know the first main event was um Aldis versus Mike Bennett who I could give two shits about Mike Bennett in any shape or form he's never even in Ring of Honor he never did anything for me other than be like oh hey cool a guy from Boston but you know I still hold my stance where um you know Two dudes from South, they just need to beat the crap out of them and be like, "This is why you. This is what you don't do in life," um, because just like I didn't give a shit about him in the match because I've had my gripes with all this. How I 
there's times where I just he doesn't he has like the Robo Okada charisma, but at least Okada has that like ew poor people, uh, which we will talk about later. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, Thunder Rosa has she, you know she's been work going back and forth between NWA and AEW, and give me all the Thunder Rosa and Cheetah. Yes. Yes. And and I think we've got um the they actually they just had the Aaron Stevens um Trevor Murdoch match for the North American title and I, I watched some some clips of it on YouTube and it was it was it was them, you know, Aaron Stevens still had the um the question mark karate gimmick. <laughs> and it was cool to see Murdoch finally, you know, if you watched Power it was him. He was. He wanted to make this comeback into the business, and him beating Stevens for the title. That was a cool moment. And when he said, you know, he did it for um, his his former tag team partner who passed away. That was, you know, that was a really nice moment. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, like I said, hopefully the NWA can get things back on track. They can, they can work. You know, it seems they've got a working relationship with AEW now. Um, I, I should mention Ring of Honor has been running their shows um, and no reports of anyone of them getting, you know, COVID and locked away. Um, they're running the pure title tournament right now. And they, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that our favorite Dalton Castle got knocked off in the first round, but it was against Jay Lethal, who uh, now he's, he's, he's my odds on favorite to win the pure title. Uh, because dude's dude's solid wrestler, and but I was just kind of hoping Dalton would have more of a showing. Because Dalton, you know, Dalton's got kitties to feed. Yeah, he, his cats have a lifestyle that he needs to support. <laughs> he needs um, that, he needs that championship paycheck. Yeah. Now, we I know the I haven't been covering it heavily. As I did last year, because you know I'm still coherent. But um, mm. you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about New Japan for a little bit right now, and the G1's going on right now. And um, as of this morning, we, we and nobody's standing undefeated. But your top um your top block captains are um Tetsuya Naito in in top on the. B block and Jay White on top of the A block. Um, Evil, who just having lost the world title, is just kind of he's there in the middle, like you know, Naito beat him for the belts, and it's just kind of like, okay, that experiment happened, it's over. Um, but at least he's not Sonata, who Sonata spent he has one win, but he's looked like a complete doofus, like. I don't get how, like, the the only way that I could see them is, like, if they completely took him off TV for an, for a year and repackaged him because there's no way you can take the guy seriously. And it, and and I think the, the crowding moment of that is when he had the match with Okada, and I said Justine this the other night because we, 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 we have a theory that Okada's a robot, that he hates the poor people. Um, oh, but have you seen his sneer? He absolutely does. <laughs> but there's this there's this little video from um, about a year ago where I think it was when Sonata won the new 
New Japan Tour Cup and challenged him. And Okada's like, I've beat you five times, whatever. And it shows Okada just, cr- like, so he's sitting there and he's like, thumbs up. He's like, yay, I have won the bout. Returning to charging unit. And then you see Sonata just crying next to him. Like, he's on his, he's like, and Okada's just looking at him with, like, a thumbs up, like, hello there, poor person. Please, please get away from me. Your odor is repugnant. (laughs) And it's it's funny, because as much shit as I throw about Okada being emotional, it's like, Okada's just looking like, okay, (laughs) get out of the ring now. You're... You're crying like a little girl. It's that embarrassing. Lost, that lost her dolly. And, and, and just I said, I remember sending that to you. I think it was in reference to something else, but you were like, ah, oh, look, Okada hates the poor people. Yep. <laughs> um, uh- but even him in this tournament, it's been, eh, I will say, the one, the, 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 the standout for this tournament and at this point, I'm all in on. I hope he just completely comes out of nowhere, like he won the King of Pro Wrestling trophy. Is let Yano win because his his usually his his shtick gets kind of old fast. But with how eh, and everything with COVID, just be people need to laugh. And Yano served that part because um, there was a clip last night from his match with Juice Robinson where. You know, they're, they're arguing about, like, like Yano's standing outside the ring, like, looking like he's going to take the count out, and Juice Robinson's like, get back here! No, you get out here! You get here! No, you get here! Fuck you! No, fuck you! You get in here! No, you get out here! Fuck you! No, fuck you! There, there's <laughs> a go-back between them for a couple minutes where they're just swear they're just saying, fuck you! Fuck you! You get back here! And then... Yeah, yeah at this point, just let Yano win it all. Um, I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of think, I mean, we, we haven't had any bang, the only banger match that we've had was, um, um, was Ishii and, uh, Togogi the other night, um, you know, just straight up pause fight, and, you know, you had, you had Minoru and, uh, Minoru Suzuki, He's just killing everybody. Like I like how he's been hard on Zack Saber and Taichi. Like Taichi, he just walked to the ring and just started like wasn't even any just like you and your corner, you and your No. Minoru just walked out, grabbed Taichi by the throat and was like, I choke you. Mm-hmm. Why use words when action does the trick? And Minoru's been Minoru's been great because like he's had these he's had these men where he's like, I'm gonna kick your ass, like just straight up. And then if you go on his Instagram, he's like walking around his to his clothing shop and tie-dye being like, I'm going fishing. Look at my Wu Tang socks. Look I, at this cute picture of me going to school as a child. That picture just straight up like and he's looking at the camera like I, I will I, kill I, you. I will kill you and take your juice box. Um, <laughs> Minoru is the perfect murder grandpa. He, that's what we refer to him as affectionately is murder grandpa. Like like Arn Anderson's papa, and then you got murder grandpa Minoru. Um, now, what's interesting of note is there's been some behind the scenes stuff with New Japan. Um, 
earlier this week, they announced that their uh, the CEO and president Harold Me- uh, Harold Meech is stepping down, and he's leaving the company on October twenty third. Um, he's going to be replaced by the um, the president of New Japan America, Takami Ohari. And there's been, you know, it kind of came out that the first the first bit we heard was one of the reasons uh, Mij was stepping down is because he promised to bring in um, he and he gave a solid number. He said, I want to bring in one hundred million dollars in revenue by the end of the year. And the pandemic really shit on that. So. Japanese business being what it is, you know, they held him to his word, and even he held to his word. He was like, I wasn't able to accomplish this goal, I need to step down, which was admirable. I mean, and especially being an outside of Gajin running a, you know, a popular Japanese company, like that ain't something that happens because if you years back, um, the head of like Sony and their entertainment division was from the UK. And he was, you know, he was running the company, handling the launch of the PlayStation 3. And the Japanese division was like, yeah, okay, this is a Japanese-run company, so just shut up and do what we say. And that's kind of how Japanese business is. Yeah, it's the work culture over there is... I mean, they touch upon it a little... They touch upon it a little bit, like on Talk and Shop, when they're talking... When they're- the episode with the young bucks where they just talk about how you know yeah. culture's like over there it's like you know you go out with your boss if your boss does something they fully expect you know like say that your boss gets shit faced you have to match them drink for drink yeah and the work and they've had to put laws in place telling people you can't work these crazy hours because people would literally work themselves to death and that and and i know um if You've listened to uh, many th- like Rocky Romero has talked about how he's worked for them, and you know he said he goes like I've only just he's like I've been with the company for so long, and now that I'm working in the office, he's like now I'm finally kind of he's like I'm accepted. But when they talked about um when they wanted to bring back Gallows and Anderson, how they were like you know what to do. Here's the black card. Go out and get him hammered. And during the um, the countdown to Fucktown, when Gallows and Anderson were like, hey, we knew at least one thing when we were free agents was that at least, you know, Rocky was going to show up and we were going to get a five-star meal at, like, the, the biggest, like, the greatest steakhouse we can. We, you know, we basically were like, what's the most expensive rest place we can go to that's not, you know, the Sizzler? Okay, we'll go here. And, and, Rocky, <laughs> Romero, and Rocky Romero's just like, yeah. Yeah, you guys took full advantage of that. And then we're like, yeah, by the way, you know, we're signing with Impact. And he was like, it pains my ass. Um, but now um, the the Wrestling Observer Radio was saying that the amount was, wasn't was 100, mil- 100 million. They actually were saying it was 200. And even without the pandemic that they needed a monster television deal. And with um, Impact's parent company buying um, Access TV last year, uh, Anthem buying it, they basically booted New Japan off. And it's funny because Anthem and Impact have been like, we want a relationship with New Japan. And New Japan has been like, okay, so... You made our world killer Okada look like a complete loser. You squandered Shinsuke Nakamura when you had him for two shows. 
and you want us to take you seriously after you yanked us off TV um, before our contract is done, which is, like you said, with Japanese business, that, like, that is that's like straight up unforgivable that, that like new Japan was like, Hey, we were going to honor our deal. We we're going to work something out, but you don't want to work with, you know, you're going to, you're not going to honor our deal. Why should we ever honor anything with you? So it ought to be interesting to see if that relationship still stays like where new Japan is like, we acknowledge you, you exist, but fuck off. Basically. Mm. Um, but the guy who is taking over um, Ohari, he's 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 the one who's um, really responsible for um, New Japan's expansion into America. Hence, why he was there, the head over here. And a lot of the, they're saying, like backstage, is everyone's a little happier that there's more direction now. And they said there were some things that. Um, that Harold brought to the company where uh, it was more on him, you know, apparently he has his own fan club in Japan. That's a thing, yep. I guess. Um, and they said it really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, but they said, you know, his experience before was he worked for a toy company. So the merchandising is a big part of um, revenue for new Japan. So he helped with that. But, um, his also his background was he ran um coca-cola in uh japan um but they they also said the big thing was the hit they took in talent where they lost guys they lost the elite they lost harry smith archer they couldn't lock down cody you know they said that was a big that was a big black eye for him and you know it's hey he he's stepping down on his own his own accord, his own volition, and you know the um, the incoming president of the company. He's he seems like he you know he knows what he's doing. Um, there, I mean, they've been running. It's a shame they haven't been able to get a, a decent TV deal other than just hey, here's our show streaming on fight. Um, because they've had you know the American New Japan Cup, the the their Lions Break tournament where. They, they've actually had some some guys come in like ACH. Um, they, even Jay White showed up and was working stateside because they they you know they needed a little power. It was easier for him to get from Australia to America than you know, vice versa. So, I mean, it's it's an interesting change for New Japan, and hopefully, hopefully, we don't go back to the dark days of um, Anoki because um, I posted it on the page. Uh, Tanahashi has had a has had a really cool interview series about um his you know his time in New Japan starting off and when he's going up as an coming up to being an ace, and he talks about all the um the bullshit from Enochism in two thousand you know two in the two thousand two thousand five where Enoki decided to make strong style where he brought in MMA guys who beat the shit out of his main event. Like, Inoki killed his own main eventers. At, like, B Baby with bathwater, it's more like they went to the maternity war and were just like, oh, let's just throw whoop, and... <laughs> It's like they just yeeted a baby fresh out. <laughs> yeah, like literally, like the, like the baby came out and they were just like yeet, 
Jesus. <laughs> and and then you know they had the whole stunt where they bought, brought in Brock Lesnar, and that ended up with him being like, "Yeah, fuck you, pay me. I'm taking your title." And if you and like, they brought some guys to the airport to try and rough Brock up, and Brock was like, "Oh fuck, I'll beat the shit out of all of you right now. I'm going home." And then, like he. You know, they said that, uh, Tanahashi said, he was like, I stood up to Anoki and was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you are, you are shitting on your legacy. And Anoki just slapped him. And, you know, Tanahashi's like, you know, I, I love this company. I'm going to stay with it. Because Tanahashi really is one of those guys, him and Nakamura, through the really rough times from like 2005 to 2008, 2009, they carried that company on their back because... They almost, you know, the company almost went under. They went, you know, they faced super obscurity. And it, it's, uh, it's, I, I posted a link to it and they, they do have it um, with English subtitles at least right now. But it's definitely an interview worth watching. And it gives you a whole respect because I know people, a lot of people who are newer to New Japan have always been like, oh, Tanahashi's their Cena. They're Cena, you know, like, haha, he, he never loses. But. That's not the case, because I'll admit, I was one of those fans when I first got into New Japan stateside. I was like, oh, okay, old guy, stop hanging on to the limelight. Go work your, you know, your opening matches. But, you know, the dude, and I was mad he beat Kenny at Wrestle Kingdom. Kenny. Kenny. Um, but you can just see he, he's a guy. He cared about the company, and he wanted what was best for it, and... Yeah, I mean, hey, he he could have gotten offers to he had offers to come stateside. He had offers to go to other companies, but no, he showed his loyalty and his stripes, and it was it was good on him. And like, I have a whole new respect for Tanahashi now. Um, and like I said, talking about transition periods, um, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens with New Japan now. Um, whew. Like I said, it's, you know, hopefully hopefully they can get a nice TV deal because there were rumors of them talking with Vice because Vice is like, hey, this dark side of the ring has been great for us, which is now both seasons on Hulu. Um, both excellent seasons on Hulu. Yes, yes. Um, they, uh, they, I mean, they want to get in on the slice of the pie and uh, it, if them working on a, a show with New Japan, or at least like what they had with Axis, where it's like, hey, here's our event, we're gonna split it down, and here's coverage of it. Like this episode covers these two matches, and so on and so on. So hopefully they can get that steam back, and you know, New Japan, we can get them stateside, and you know, ha or at least say, hey, here's a weekly show with just a, a history show, like Impact does on um, Axis, where they have. You know, the the 60-minute post-show where it's, hey, let's look back at Samoa Joe. Let's look back at Kurt Angle. Let's look back at this. Like, they've got the library. And I think if they dusted off, like, some of the Vader, Bigelow, Hanson matches from the 90s, you know, just having Vader beating the living shit out of people. Um, and that's a tag team, like, not a lot of people know about where you have Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow, where it was, like, two big men that can move, like, fucking cruiserweights legitimately. Ooh, like why that never happened stateside, I'll never know. 
Yeah. Um, Bam Bam's a guy that doesn't get enough love. So, um, yeah. Whew. Wrestling. Um, I think. I mean, it's we're starting to we're starting to see a lot of things shaping and happening for all the companies. There's been transitions because Impact they're they're talking about getting ready to bring you know crowds into the studio. AEW's been bringing fans back. Um, like they just announced, hey, we've got this awesome ticket package for $175 where you can come to our next eight shows um, with distancing and guidelines. And you know, they even they had they had a little they had a little bump with COVID where they lost a couple guys like Lance Archer. Um, and and you know, he'll be back in time for their the main event with him and Moxley, which I think is gonna be great. And kudos to Eddie Kingston for stepping up as sort of a stopgap, like, hey, we had something happen. Now we just Eddie Kingston and his stable filling in to help out because you know, Taz, um, no one gives a shit about Cage. Um, no. and, and, I mean Ricky Starks is outshining him and Ricky Starks has had like a handful of matches. Um, I'm all for like I want to see Starks and Darby like that match next Wednesday is going to be awesome. And they announced that Hobbs is going to have a match with Cage for the um, FTW title, and it's like the first thing I think I sent to you was like, "Oh look, Brian Cage is actually going to wrestle because he's not injured." Like, oh, this is a match that's happening. Yeah, yeah. and I. It's it's more gonna be a showcase for Hobbs, and I'm cool with that because the um because Hobbs has been great on Dark, and you know he dudes earned his spot. Um, they did say the match that they had planned for the um for this for last week is they're they're gonna do it on the anniversary show, which is Moxley, Hobbs, and Darby versus Starks, Cage, and Archer. So. At least they're holding on to that because that's gonna, you know, the setup for that match was cool. And like I said, it's I, I like these little feuds, and it's not like right now where look at what happened with the WWE. They lost, they lost this whole stable, and now that angle is it's, it's dead in the water. And yeah. you made them, you made them look like the no, the no D, the the DQ win they got over hurt hurt business made made retribution look like losers at least i and i'm shocked how strong they've kept the the hurt business stable because it, i mean between the raw underground segments and them you know them endlessly feuding with apollo cruz they've looked dominant and hey they've done something right but if i think if you would have given retribution a solid win it would have they would have been able to hold on to that and been like, oh, hey, cool, cool. We don't have to show up the raw next. You know, they could have at least played that angle instead of okay, yeah, hey, we're gone for the next two weeks. So, do 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 do. Hey, T Bar, go make fun of some people on Twitter. Yeah, go go roast everyone. Yeah, because that's what they've been good at on Twitter, at least. Um, Dijakovic and uh, Shane Thorne. Yeah, he. I haven't even seen him show up. Like it's just been Dio and and Dijakovic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's. They even roasted the Botchamania guy. Yes, and I love that. Where where 
where Dio was like, I refuse to provide you with any more footage for your show. That They've been funnier on Twitter than they have in real life. And, uh, you know, I'm not... Like, you know the boys watch the stuff. Yeah. So it's just kind of a nice little confirmation of, oh, hey, art meets real life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I... Yeah, we, we're we're building up to Hell in a Cell now in the WWE. Uh, full gear in AEW, which AEW announced um, the winner of an eight-man tournament is going to face Moxley for the title, or Moxley or Archer for the title. And they said that um, Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy are participants in the tournament. So there's still, you know, that six more they're going to... And I like, you know, Hangman Page... Um, <laughs> unprepared yes how much do you want to bet they announce him for that tournament too i I think it'll i think it'll come down to him and kenny in that that's the best story for sure and i think it needs to be that but but this needs to be about kenny's ascension and kenny beating moxley finally and you know in in an actual in an actual match and then have Kenny begin his run with the title. And I think you have hangman chase him because that's going to be the thing. And then you build up to all, uh, I think all out next year, or I even let's see Kenny have Kenny have a good established strong run, but have hangman be the guy that beats him. Um, and we also are seeing, you know, the, the little dissension in the inner circle with um, MJF and Jericho, um, which I kind of hope it's more Jericho having a match with MJF, but it seems like Sammy's the odd man out, and, you know, they might replace Sammy with MJF, so have Sammy stand on his own and, you know, maybe not have Sam, you know, maybe Sammy can stay out of his own way and not say stupid shit. One would certainly hope. Yeah. Or or do stupid shit like the you know the Matt Hardy when he threw the chair and it was like that was the wrong chair you threw and Hardy got busted open and and but, then how know, Hardy almost fucking died. Oh god, that concussion. Yeah, that 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 move, that spot. Um, <sighs> but uh, also, you know, we've got Ring of Honor. Is it you know as long as they don't have any issues with guys getting you know talent getting getting the Rona or anything. You know, hopefully they can get back because they're, you know, them, AEW and New Japan have had the stricter testings where, you know, I mean, our Ring of Honor is working with the Maryland State Athletic Commission and, you know, nobody, nobody's come out, you know, sick out of that. Um, you've also got, like I said, AEW's had to have the small butt. They've been handling things smart and efficiently, whereas every other story we keep hearing about of COVID testing out of the WWE is it's a shit show. And, yep. it, and it's and it's really messy. You know, it, it depleted NXT because the, apparently they weren't able to, st- the, you know, a bunch of storylines that were supposed to start for NXT are now basically either in limbo or they're like, you know, hey, you can't do it. Um. Yeah, they caught the COVID again. Yep. And, you know, they're, it still seems like they're acting like it's not a thing. And it's like, okay, Vinny, you know, 
uh, you have a huge platform to convince some morons who won't wear a mask how serious it is, and you're wasting it. Okay. And they, um, apparently one of the angles that got scrapped because the COVID was they were going to do an NXT underground, but it was supposed to be completely different from Raw underground, and it was going to be, um, a well, way for them to boys feature, instead of girls. <laughs> yeah, it, it was supposed to feature um, like unused talent and some of the guys from Evolve that they signed when they bought the um, when they bought Evolve. Um, you know, that's basically what I thought NXT was was for unused talent and the you know the younger Evolve guys to get a foot in the bit you know in the on television. So you know, ugh, let's let's see how that. Let's see how that works out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not optimistic. No, no, Dave. You and I are both in the same boat. But, you know, we've we've had a pretty eventful pretty eventful week or two in wrestling and you know, we've covered everything that we've can. Even like I said, we've got a G one that's limping along. No fault to the, the guys working it, but it's just it like I said, my main gripe is you don't see you don't see some people that you think would give a shit giving a shit and that sucks um it ought to be interesting because like i said this is this is your build up to your main event for wrestle kingdom however you're going to run it this year um and i'm more excited for the next couple weeks because i'm going to make justine watch bad wcw Aww. <laughs> mean. Uh, hey, just be glad. Just be glad. November. I don't know. I wanted to do a tribute to Starcade and Survivor Series, but um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're you're gonna have to watch Starcade '94. Oh, oh no. Oh yeah, yeah. I will. I'll I'll tell your mom. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> but I just did not fulfill your duties. My mom's gonna be like wrestling trash, anyways. <laughs> uh, Other than hating Baron Corbin, she doesn't like it at all. Uh, um. Oh, I do want to say, did you before we came to air get to see that um, Sasha Baron Cohen? He's got. He has the trailer for his new uh, for the second Borat film. I had to. I had to stop after this part in the when they're in the dress shop and she comes out in a dress bag. Like, <laughs> this is too creepy for me. I can't. That's that's very I good. Secondhand embarrassment, real bad. Oh, uh, it's it's it's, and apparently he filmed he filmed it in complete secret, um, and he was filming it up until the last couple months because they they referenced COVID, but. This is this is this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting and and like wrecked someone's career. That's 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 all without getting without getting political. That's all I've heard is that apparently is someone they said someone's career is whoo. Oh boy. Mm. And and it's funny because he I mean he flipped he went under the radar because. Cohen in interviews was like, oh, I want to move past Borat and Bruno. Like, those characters were funny for when they were, but they don't have anything now. 
Bruno um, kind of horrifying. Oh, are you talking about the the part with the um the focus group when he when he does the spinning dick? Somewhat, and the fact that when I saw it in theaters with my friends, there was a mom there with her eleven year old son and his eleven year old friends, and we spent most of the movie being like, "Why the fuck would you bring that kid that young to this?" Uh. Do 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 do. Um. All right, so that brings us to the end of this episode. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go throw this bag of popcorn that I finished in the trash. Um, because it's like I'm getting the waft of um the 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 saggy bag hot of hot sauce. Clearing up my sinuses uh-huh. though. Was the hot sauce good at least? Yeah, no, no, no. I used some um I used some habanero hot sauce. So it had a little zing to it. And a zing. Um woo woo whoo. Um Yeah, oh that's hot. But um no, it's really good and it's it's a local Florida brand, Purry Purry. Um this habanero, oh so good. Like I can chug it from the bottle. They Didn't have, you to do that by accident the other day? No, that was my taco sauce. Um it was next to my water jug and I'd just gotten home from work and I was like I was reading I was reading on my tablet, I was reading a book on my tablet. And not even thinking, I just reached on my desk for it, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm like da 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 da, and I started chugging down, and I'm like, oh man, this isn't water. This is <laughs> this is this is taco sauce, and it was good, but I was like, whoo. That's like the time my one of my roommates freshman year of college grabbed a water bottle out of her fridge before class, chugged half of it, realized it was the water bottle she kept her Everclear in, and said, well, class is going to be interesting, and just left. Oh, cool. we've all had one of those Everclear moments, and they are glorious. No, that's not the word I'd use, but... <laughs> Alrighty, so, for the Wrestling Ramble On podcast, I have been John. I have been Justine. And we wish you all well in this spooky October. You're too much. Ooh, deal with it. <laughs>